true how true that song is tonight. Man, you're thankful to be serving the potter, a man that knows how to take the clay. And even when it's marred in his hands, as the scripture talks about, talking about Israel, but yet he can still, man, mold it and shape it in what he desires and he would like for it to be. And you and I are thankful tonight to have Jesus Christ as our high priest. And, and through him, a man that earnest of the spirit and taken on of his name uh, to help mold us and shape us. Amen. And who he'd have us to be in the world that we're living in tonight. Praise God. Got your Bible, Psalms 133. If you don't know the chapter, three beautiful verses. I think we can... Uh, Accomplish this tonight with the help of the Lord, and we're sure going to set out to. And uh, it's a beautiful psalm, and it says a lot, means a lot. And I hope before you leave here tonight, it'll help impact your life. Amen. And in what we're setting out to accomplish, to be a part of, and to be involved in. And Maya, we're living in a time in our world, and upon this earth tonight, that uh, it needs some peacemakers. Hallelujah. We need some folks that knows the Prince of Peace and knows him in a power and a demonstration uh, that can flow through us as earthen vessels, but yet to proclaim this great gospel and truth and transforming power of an awesome God, of an awesome God. Psalms 133, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. My, my, my. In unity. Praise God in unity. It is like the precious ornament upon the head that ran down upon the beard of even Aaron's beard that went down into the skirts of his garments. Notice that scripture. The focus is not so much in the image. It's not the beard and the garment. It's the ornament. It's what's flowing. It's making the scent. It's flowing down from the head. Thank God that we have access into the Prince of Peace. We're going to talk a lot about peace tonight. And how beautiful and powerful when we walk not only in peace but in unity. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew of the descendant upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life evermore. Thank God for Zion. Boy, there's so much mentioned here lately even about Zion. Jerusalem, what's going to flow out of the, the millennium years and uh, new city and this, uh, there's a lot. So let's don't take it for granted. You and I, a man is born again, watered, washed, taking on the name, the spirit, hallelujah, the earnest of it, hallelujah, of God and the power of God. We're, we're spiritually pistols of what's coming, what's going to happen. Amen. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you so much. Thankful for your presence and your touch in this house. We pray for nothing but the Father's will to be done in each heart and soul and life that has gathered here on this Wednesday night. To hear your word, to feel your presence. To, and God, we're going to give you the honor and the praise for it as you anoint us and use us as your vessel. As we give you the thanks for all that's done transpired in this service. Lives that have been touched, hearts have been touched, and vessels that have been used to bring about for the setting of this service here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. 
It is good to see all of you in the house of the Lord. It is good to have our guests. God bless each one of you coming and being a part of this. Luke, it's good to see you and your friend. Good to see each one of you come and take out time in the busy schedules. And that even becomes more hectic. We realize that, understand that in the season that we're in. And with Corona and different things that's going on. I'm sure some of you would like to not even hear that term. Let's remember the Smith family by all means. Uh, most of you, I'm sure, know, if not all. Brother Floyd Smith passed yesterday morning. So let's keep that family in mind and in prayer. God would be with them. Strengthen that wife, children, grandchildren, and others. I thought about their church, the pastor, all that's involved with that. And what may be just the outcomes, how they're going to have to handle that. So let's pray. God would be with them and keep them, not only that family, but many families in our community, our state, nation, and world. Amen. So, it's no doubt a very serious thing. But, it, what a time. What a time in the midst of, of where we're at. What we're uh, being challenged with. What we are facing. What we've got to respond and deal with. I had a good friend of mine I worked with in the yard uh, many years. Black friend. Uh, ben. Ben's a preacher. And uh, he asked me, Tuesday, you know, just asking around about it. He's telling, hey, we're still preaching outside. <laughs> They're not gathering together. He actually lost a brother-in-law uh, last Thursday also to COVID. So anyway, uh, so let's pray for them all. Uh, everybody's choosing different methods and means and ways of, of joining together, not joining together, whatever, and in this time. But as you notice in this particular scripture here in these three verses, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Thank God for the scripture that taught us, amen, that forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Amen. And even on a night like tonight when you've been so busy for three days and running from Dan to Bathsheba and things that's going on. But thank God we got a place that we can come and join together, unite together, and bind together. But I believe there is a main core in this and the last two words of this particular verse, or, but, but uh, not this but setting of scripture right here is in unity. Unity. I believe that God's going to help us with some of this. I believe, and I won't get in great depthness of it, no doubt. But, um, but I believe we're going to see here tonight that uh, this is a very important, uh, this unity part. And to, to join together and bind together as brothers. And how I respect my brother. How I treat my brother. How I responded to them. And uh, so the, this, the chapter is not long at all. But yet what's being spoken to us. And we're going we're gonna to go a lot into the New Testament tonight. We're going to uh, dig out and look at some scriptures. Some, but to help us in what's expected of us. A man is New Testament believers. As followers of Jesus Christ. If you remember that statement was made Sunday morning. What it took a man to be a follower. A man. And, and the key thing was submitting unto the leadership. The fivefold ministry. And no doubt. We're living in a world today that leadership is being attacked. And I understand leadership has brought that upon ourselves and, and from the pulpit, from the White House to the pulpit, and all these areas where we come up short, we've dropped the ball, and we've made mistakes, and we've let uh, wrong uh, spirits get a hold of us, and things of that nature, and we've corrupted it in many a ways. And, and so, you know, that's the world that we're living in. But at the same time, hallelujah, all of us are lifting our eyes and lifting our voices. Amen. Unto the maker himself. Amen. To Jesus Christ. The chief cornerstone. The prime example. The great example. When you lose all other examples. You can look in the scriptures. You can look back in the word of God. And you can find this great example called Jesus.
Jesus Christ, to follow after him. And the awesome responsibility, Brother Barry done hit on some of this in the beginning of this lesson of how important each one of you are. And important of being here tonight, but not just here tonight, but a part of the kingdom, a part of the body, connected by the Holy Ghost, connected by the blood of Christ. And that this thing is bigger than just a midweek service and a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. Amen. But day in and day out as we walk in the Holy Ghost, as we represent the true light, as we learn Sunday morning to walk in that light and let that light be a lamp unto us and a light unto our path and how we respond and how we handle situations and how we gonna, uh, uh, what we're going to allow to lodge in our hearts and lodge in our spirits and take up uh, room and capacity into our minds. I'd love to tell you none of that affects us, but we know better. We know that the world that we're living in, the times that we're living in, the struggles that we're, we're, we're warring with and battling with, I'm telling you one of the main things that the enemy's done, amen, is done his best to cause disunity instead of unity to cause disunity. And sometimes it's over some of the most minute and small things, but it's affected families, it's affected church, it's affected nations, it's affected our world. But thank God, hallelujah, that you and I can come together and find that main core, that union core, amen, that place where you and I can find agreement together. And that's, amen, giving ourselves over to none other but Jesus Christ. And so as we watch some of this, and that turned to my amazement, you know, thank God for this. Some areas, thank God for computers. But in this particular one, I said, you know what? I'm going to look up. How often is unity in the Bible? How many times do you think unity is in the Bible? How important do you think unity is? How often is unity in the Bible, though? The term, the word, unity. This is the only time in the Old Testament. Then twice in the New Testament. In Ephesians, and both of those terms are in the same chapter. Both times. 4 and 3 and 4 and 13, if my memory serves me right. <laughs> Praise God. So, it's, it's not maybe as much as me. You know, and we, we, we're prone sometimes. Uh, by how often it's mentioned and things of that nature. But uh, I make it the habit, if it's, if it's even mentioned in the Bible, it, be, it would be do good to sit up take note to it. <laughs> I mean, if it's in the Bible, okay? Uh, you know, it, it's something else. It's in a Lewis Lamar book or in a hunting magazine or something like that. But we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about that, amen, that's going to last forever. We know that's settled in the heavens. And so God just didn't allow anything to be canon and, and put together and joined together as the, the writer made it known to us that holy men of God was moved upon by the Holy Ghost. Uh, you got one author. It was God, amen, as he moved upon these writers and quickened, inspired them to write, amen, and then others to join and put it together that we, we, we could call it the Bible. We could call it the Word of God. We can use it, amen, as the road map, as the thing that uh, uh, the blueprint for us no matter if you're trying to go somewhere or if you're trying to build something hallelujah thank God for this is the blueprint because you and I all are trying to, to, to submit ourselves and yield ourselves become the vessels of God in the world that we're living in today where chaos and sin and things of that nature that the spirit of iniquity has taken its toll and really taken its toll and thank God for the Holy Ghost that helps us amen that, that will help us overcome the spirit of iniquity and help us overcome overcome uh, circumstances and situations uh, that we can keep unity in the body of believers, that we can keep unity in the church. And I'm going to tell you something. When you lose unity in the church, you lose, you're losing everything. If somehow I could magically pull, I'm going to tell you what. You know what's going to happen with the Antichrist? He's going to pull all people. 
watch them. From all nations and all people. They're going to follow him by the droves. And that's going to be a sum. But they're going to be a mind you. They're not going to be many. Amen. It's not going to submit. It's not going to yield. It's not going to give over. Not going to fall in line. Including the Jews. Including the Jews. For all some of this chaos and battling and fighting is going on over Jerusalem and the land. For about three and a half years anyway. They're going to be amazed by him. His team and his administration and what he sets up. Miracles that's performed. And if you can be deceived or misled and caught into it. Amen. So, so we understand and realize. And so the writer here. And watch this. There, remember. This is, this is one of the last. But yet it's important to Psalms. It's being sung as their degrees are making their way to the tabernacle. They're making their way back to this Jehovah God. Making their way back to worship and joining together. We, we, under, we found out beginning of them. Amen. That this was practiced at least some three times a year. The three feasts. Amen. The, the Pentecost. The tabernacle. The feast. When they would join together. And it was a requirement for 20 and above to come and join together. And on this process. Another one was when they come out of Babylon. After being in bondage so long as they was making their way back. And each grove that made their way back. Amen. Back to the temple. Back to the place of worship. Back to Jerusalem. Amen. Back to the blessings and the promises of, of, of Jerusalem. And, and what God had placed there. And what God was instituted. And what was going to be poured out of that place. Hey, you and I, we're looking, we're looking, expecting the same thing. We're looking, you know, for new heavens and a new earth. We're looking for a moment, a time where there'll be no devil and things. And all this and how it's going to be set up. So, so we're engaged in this. And we, we become involved in this and, and so as you watch this and see how important it is behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity it is like the precious ornament upon the head that ran down from beard from Aaron's head it's the first high priest amen as it runs down his beard and, and onto his clothing and right now we see an example of that in the New Testament whenever the lady with the issue of blood touched the very hem hallelujah the very maybe the lowest point and the lowest place hallelujah she was disqualified by the law she was disqualified but yet she pressed her way through all of that and touched and because she said amen if I could just touch the hem of his garment God said that's all it'll take and I'll heal your body what nobody else could do for 12 years what no other physician could do what your money couldn't buy hallelujah but you because you pursued and I preached on it Sunday night that she had hope she had hope in touching the hem of that garment and that hope drove her and caused her to get up that morning when probably she didn't feel her best and she didn't for sure if she can make it but something inside of her kept driving her and pushing at her because I want to restore my relationship back with my husband I want to restore my relationship back with my children there's got to be somewhere or someplace I can get an answer I can get a touch I can find a healing I got to put my hope and finally she puts it in that area and she presses her way to that place <laughs> praise God I want you to listen to me tonight. I'm not going to be I believe it's a lack of unity is the reason we're not seeing the miracles, the wonders, the signs. We're not seeing the conviction. And I'm not talking about the, the lack of uh, in the world. I'm talking about us. You can't stop the church. The devil can't stop the church. Hell can't stop the church. The government can't stop the church. They've been trying to read your Bible. Can't do it. The only thing that can really stop the flow of that anointing. And without the anointing, none of those things are going to happen. Because it can't be man-made. It's got to be Holy Ghost anointed. 
going to flow through through vessels of, of earth. Those vessels have got to be united and joined up. And every vessel brings their part. The house of God and unifies us. Even in the New Testament with the cause and the election of the fivefold ministry and the working of the gifts. Very few in the Bible we feel that possibly was used in all the gifts. Okay? I don't mean to jump, but, but please listen to me tonight. Uh, it's going to slow. It's, it's going to get a little... Huh. It may get a little where we're living. Come on. may uh, help us to uh, make sure we're keeping the right perspectives, some right things. Uh, we're living in a world today... Uh, uh, I think you agree with me. Are we living in a world today that people can get offended very easily? And it amazes you, their response. You know, you can wear the wrong color. You can put on the wrong cap. You can, you can do the wrong thing. You know, uh, they call it road rage. Just somebody done a little something wrong. Hey, that road's a very dangerous place. It really is. And, uh, you know, life, life is dangerous. And so the, the, the heartbeat of the devil is he wants to cause disunity. Now watch this. If he can't cause it between you and your maker, he's going to cause it between you and your body. Body of believers. Because that's at least where I can start. I can just get a little, mm, with this one. Okay. Now, we can move over and say, well, there's a bunch of more over here. But God doesn't believe in just shoving stuff under the rug. Just hiding stuff. In fact, uh, and I know I've just kind of jumped right out on this. It's Wednesday night, and I don't want my time to get away from me. And you're so kind to come. Now, watch this. Why is this so important? All right. The first place that we read about strive. Is with our father of faith, Abraham. With Lot, his nephew. Now, what was the strive over? What's, what's a lot of people get crossed up about? That can be from families, from churches, from states, to nations. It could be over money, land. What happened? It wasn't necessarily that Abraham and Lot was doing the fussing. It was their herdsman. It was their herdsman that was over the, the responsibility of the sheep. And they got to fussing because they, they was both blessed. They was both rich. And so here they are. When they go, they, they, the land wasn't enough to support them. And so now all of a sudden everybody's hustling. Amen. To make sure. I, I, it's like making sure you beat everybody else so you can get the best bed. Or the best seat. Or if you're the first in line because you want to make sure you... See, it gets down to small stuff, but it doesn't stop there a lot of times. Turmoil. There's families actually fight and kill one another over property. Where the lines are at. Grudges held for years because so and so got this and so families and brothers and sisters 
living states apart, won't even call or check on one another because of things that happened 20 years ago. Now, that broke that relationship, right? That family cannot be what that family could have been. And that's the same way with the church. Okay? Can't be the same. And so Abraham said, you listen to what he, how he handled that. In Genesis 13 and 8, if you don't go back and check me, Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herd. Why? For we be brethren. Because of this purpose and this reason, there shouldn't be no strife. We're going to work this thing out. And he even allows Lot to choose first. And choose the watered plains, which pitched his tent toward some cities that was full of wickedness and ungodliness. And after he leaves, God comes down and speaks to Abraham and says, Abraham, as far as you can see, in all direction, said you walk at your yours. But he wasn't about for his brother's sake to cause strife. And that was with a nephew now. Okay? So we're going to talk about some stuff here. So we see a man in these following two verses of, of what it was related to and what it's talking about. It's going to be how good and how pleasant it is, amen, when you talk about this and, and when you see what's really unfolding and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Spirit, amen, that works through us. See, that's the reason you and I always got to keep this in the right perspective and the right priority. Hallelujah is as vessels of God and, and because we don't want to give any leverage whatsoever to the devil. We're going to give him no room to work against us, amen. So we're going to humble ourselves, yield ourselves, amen, and be what God has called us to be. Now watch this. I'm, I'm going to shoot a little bit kind of all over the tree, but just hang with me a little bit if you don't mind. Proverbs 15.1 A soft answer turneth away wrath. Now our society and our world has been actually geared uh, through Hollywood, through politics, through a lot of these. Get up and get in their face, buddy. I told you this wasn't going to go over real big. It's not. It's not. Because this goes against the grain. This goes against. Huh, goes against even the part where we want vengeance. But we can't have it. It belongs to God. We want to take situations in our own hands. And we want to. But for the for, for my brother's sake. I'm going to cover some areas. Paul, Paul covers some areas, buddy. Huh. Even though he felt he had as, as much liberty as anybody, but he wouldn't let that liberty reach a place to offend his brother and cause him to stumble and be lost. So that, that's what we're talking about here. I'm, we're not jumping on anybody, okay? I'm just talking about, I'm going to cover it. Watch this. So, it says, It's off answer, turn it the way, wrath. Grievous words stir up anger. Our response sometimes, our actions can help stir it up or we can quieten it down. I mean, we're, we're the peacemakers. We're Holy Ghost filled people. We're the ones that can really make a difference about any issue and situation that we come in, in contact with. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge to write, but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. The tongue of the wise, he's going to use wise words. He's going to be very careful how he speaks. Not only in the terms that he's using, but the spirit that he says it in. 
foolish buddy. They're, they're just they're just any old terms, and they'll 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 be, they'll be punching them buttons, trying to 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 encourage them to try to. Instead of, instead of not putting wood on that fire. There's some fires we don't need to put any wood on. Okay? But our world has been geared. And our society has been geared. That's the reason we're still fussing and fighting and killing over some things. It's over, over, over many decades ago. Still struggling with it. Still battling with it. Because you know what? Somebody keeps putting wood on it. They don't really realize the real copper behind every bit of that. He's called the prince of the air. He calls, he's called the devil. Even in politics. Even in our own White House. He's working both sides of the fence when they don't even know it. And you know what? He'll do the same thing for us if we're not careful. We're not exempt. We're not exempt. Amen. But we'll be given a measure of the spirit. You see, what's this? Acts 1038 taught us that Jesus Christ, amen, was anointed with the Holy Ghost. That he might what? That he might heal and deliver those that are oppressed of the devil. Now, John 3 and 34, I believe it is, says that Jesus had the spirit without measure. But watch it. You and I take on the ministry of reconciling. You and I take on the ministry of Jesus Christ of, of joining and binding back. And that's what he's talking about. There's nothing more beautiful, amen, than when brethren join and unite together. There's nothing like working with some men or, or people. Hallelujah. And you're setting out to set one goal and you're going to work together, amen, to get it done. It's kind of like the four that bore, amen, the, the one that was, was lame, but all four of them was together in this. We're going to get him to Jesus. And whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do. And it didn't matter who come up with the idea of getting on the roof or not. Didn't matter who was the first in reaching down and pulling the first time. No, we in this together. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me ask you. What are we all in together for tonight? What's the final goal? Final destination? We want to go to heaven, aren't we? We want to be the final vessels of God. Of His grace and mercy. It's not just that we want to miss a hail and a lake of fire. No, we want the, the cross and the price that was paid. To, that He could have a bride. Oh, amen. To be fulfilled. Look at, look at what Paul writes in some areas when he talks about his labor of love for people. He said, hey, the crown, amen, is, is to, for you to make the journey. That's what it's about. He wasn't he wouldn't, he wouldn't worried about numbers as far as local assemblies. Boy, I'm, I'm, he wouldn't, that wouldn't, that, all that represents souls, and that's important until we let politics get in it. So we start using it, amen, of competing against one another. And even as organizations, we start, what, what would really happen if we all really got together and unified together and joined together? What if we all really got in so tuned in the Holy Ghost, amen, that a lot of these isms and schisms is causing so, so many divisions, amen. All of a sudden said, you know what, we're going to overcome that. We're going to defeat that. We're going to put some of that behind us. We're going to join together. The power that would be. So, so watch some of this. Even on the Mount of Sermon in Matthew 5 and 9, we see that blessed are what the peacemakers, for they shall be what called the children of God. So, you know, you know, when we step in on a scene as a child of God, we ought to be the ones. You know, if, if they call us, you know, you know, we got a problem over here and we sure need some help. So we call on you. We don't we call on somebody that's going to be a rebel that's going to cause trouble now. 
We need somebody to bring some peace in this thing. Somebody's going to represent the Lord to me. Going to work to me. So, watch this. Paul, 1 Corinthians 6 chapter. I know I didn't mention this to a certain degree. And, uh, well, he, he says a lot here. I don't know if I'll get to cover it all, but this sixth chapter, actually this, this led up, it started in the fourth chapter, and it's dealing with eating meats and, and dealing with, with working with people and, and beliefs and, and working with the brethren. And, and, and we know that this church, this church was in a mess, and it was having a lot of problems and, and doing some things, allowing some things that ought not to. But, uh, but to here in the sixth chapter, he, he begins to talk about judgment by the saints. Amen. Paul taught the church. Now watch this. Dare any of you having a matter against another go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. Paul's telling us that we're not much of a Christian if I take one of my brothers to court, to the secular court. Y'all shoot me full of holes, but it's, it's there. That's what he's saying right there. He gets pretty strong about it. Gets pretty, because... He understands, first of all, we represent Jesus Christ. But that's not all. Watch what he talks about who we're going to judge and how we're going to set up his judgment and things of this nature. So watch him. Do we not know that the saints shall judge the world? Did you know that you... Now, that's the reason sometimes in some situations when you get... When you come into certain areas sometimes, you can feel this little... Because you judge it by your presence. You don't have to say a thing. I've had some people say, y'all say, we're going to hell. I didn't tell you y'all was going to hell. What judge you is my life and lifestyle. My life of separation. That's what judge you. I didn't. But the presence that I represent. Because judgment's got to start the house of God. And, and we know the who, okay, who's the house of God now. So that doesn't mean just in the local assembly. But anytime you walk. But watch this. There's, there's a difference. So as he goes on he said. But know that the saints should judge the world. And if the world shall be judged by you. Are ye unworthily to judge the smallest matters? I mean you don't have. And watch him, he talks about that. And, and sometimes I just kind of wonder if we're not kind of what he's talking about. And kind of that place. Know we not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? I mean, if we're going to at one point in time, the church is going to. And notice he said the church. He didn't just say apostles. and He says the church. Because you watch what he says as he goes on. If then ye have judgment of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are the least extinct of the church. He said, you know what? He said, you ought to be able to take the least in the church and handle these things. This is just earthly things that you, you ought to be able to take the, the youngest saint in the, in the house of God and handle that situation. Well, that wouldn't go over good anyway. Is that little whippersnapper thing? Who he is? Green behind the ears. I speaking in tongues before he even thought of. But Paul put it there. What he's doing, he's, he's, he's if anybody got an insight, anybody's got a revelation, hey, it's Holy Ghost filled people. It's walking in the light. It's walking in truth. But, but, so he says, watch this, fifth verse. This is where he gets us. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. There's not one among you that can, you can sit down together and, 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 and work this thing out. 
without having to go to the courts. This is what disunity causes, even in a local assembly. I'd love to tell you that it, it, it only affects you and your little part. You know, you, you, if you become that way and, and you begin to get uh, uh, unconnected, it'll have its effect from not only in the pulpit, but it'll have its effect in other areas. And it won't just stay with you, but it'll begin to bleed over and affect others. You got to watch this. And it may just be a small thing. It don't amount to much. But I'm telling you, cancer most of the time starts out in a very small way. And if it can be caught early enough, a lot of times man can do something with it. But if you don't do anything about it, and you just, you just say, well, it has a tendency to grow. And get a hold of us. And it's going to cause disunity. Even if we put on the front, the spiritual world knows. We'd be shocked what the spiritual world knows, not only just in God, but in the devil. Because the devil made it plain to them guys that's coming and trying to cast out devils in, in Jesus. And he said, Paul, we know in Jesus. Now, who do you think you are? So they know. They can tell. Boy, this is, this is good for Wednesday night, ain't it? I'm not being harsh. I'm telling you, I, I believe this is some of the most serious problems we got. We're not careful. We got, we got whole churches of just a click. I don't like the term. I've told Brother Barry this. I've told you know, some independent. No, I'm not independent. I don't believe it. Huh? We may not be in, as an organization per se, but, but I, I don't like that term independent either. Because we're not independent. We need God. We need the presence of God, mercy of God, and grace of God, and the hand of God, and the move of God. <laughs> We're going to work with men and, and, and families and people. And, uh, you know, and I'm not going to let an organization, hallelujah, line kinder. I understand the purpose of that and the principle of it. I really do. Anyway, Lord, help me here. I'm, I'm <laughs> so as he, he, he's really unfolding this. He says, but brother, go up to law with brother and that before the unbelievers. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you because ye go to the law one with another. Why do we not rather take wrong? Well, now we're fixing to find out how mature we are, how Holy Ghost filled we are, how, much, how willing we are not to walk contrary to God's will. I'll just take the wrong, I'll take the reproach. For the name's sake, I'll just take it. That's what Paul's saying here. I knew you wouldn't shout over this. <laughs> Why do we not rather suffer yourself to be defrauded? Watch this. Anything you do to protect God's kingdom. And, and, and keep unity in the house of God. And the body of believers. Anything you do. To keep the word of God. I'm going to promise you something. Whatever you're defrauded from, don't worry. God can give you a hundredfold right down the road. You don't ever worry about that. God, the Bible says, I owe no man. And when you lose for his namesake and walking in his spirit, nobody can outbless you like this God. You hear me? Nobody. Especially when you do it with the right spirit and the right attitude. You can't do it on those terms now. You can't do it with that in mind. 
That can't be the pulpit. That can't be the reason. But the real reason is I got a love for God and for the body of Christ. God's going to bless some people. God's, God's going to help some people. You know, they've done what they could to keep certain things. And, and God's going to work it out. I'll tell you right now, you, you stay with God. You walk with God. God's going to walk with you. God's going to bless you. And God bless you in places. I'm telling you, nobody else can. It, it may be through your children. He can keep them out of one accident and save you four or $500,000 just like that. Sure can. So, so, understand what, what, what we're saying here. The unity and the body of the kingdom and the light of God. We don't want to blame blemish or things of that nature upon it. So, so what's it? Again, Paul's writings in Philippians. The eighth verse of that particular chapter, let me go there. Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Paul simply made it plain. He said, you're doing wrong. Doing wrong. Philippians 2 and 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as he have always obeyed, not in, as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Watch this. Work out your own salvation. In my absence. I'm not there. You know, Paul simply tell him, you know, hey, you've done an awesome job in my presence. You obeyed any suggestions I've made, any doctrines and what I've taught. You, you, you submit it to him. You yield it to him. You begin to practice him. You put them into practice, uh, you know, and, and say, but now much more in my absence. I, I'm not there <laughs> physically. I'm not there to observe and watch and you're not seeing me face to face and things of that nature. But, 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 but you're willing, amen, to to, to work out your own salvation. You know, work out means to cultivate. That means to carry out to the fullness. Hallelujah. I, you know, this, this living for God and walking in the Holy Ghost and walking in this true light. I'm telling you, you got to work at it. You got to stay on top of it. How many of you know you got to work on relationships and fellowship? They don't just happen. They don't just magically. You know, everybody lives happy everlasting. That's fairy tales. That's little books you read. That's not in the real world. That's not dealing with the real devil that's not dealing with real money and real problems and real pitfalls and, and things of that nature where you got an enemy that's doing everything he can to annihilate and to destroy and cause disunity and separation and, and you know that's, that's his business and he don't care how young you are he don't care how old you are you're never exempt from this you'll always have to deal with it you'll always have to uh, respond to it because the enemy's looking for an avenue to cause disunity and so, Paul, watch him. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, God, God, that's, that gets us right back what, to the Holy Ghost. How does God do it? Through the Holy Ghost. That's the reason you and I have to pray on a daily basis to, to keep the Holy Ghost in the place it needs to be. I'm sure, and we can all confess tonight, hallelujah, that uh, there's been times in my life I didn't pray, and I didn't handle that, and didn't pray about the situation like I should have. I just kind of, out of a spur of a moment, just done what I wanted to do, and, and took the actions I wanted to, and thought I, but, but when I got to praying about it, or a little later down the road, I realized, um, I should have prayed about this. Um, I should have sought God. God. God wouldn't have let, I wouldn't have got in this mess. You know, that's really helped me Sunday morning. Uh, you know, God, you know, God, no, there's no darkness, no variableness in God. There's no wickedness in God. Hallelujah. 
hallelujah. He's not out. He didn't get any glory. Brother Barry didn't mention tonight of the wicked dying. He didn't get any glory out of it. He's in the business of delivering and setting free. And if we'll humble ourselves and yield ourselves and give ourselves. Uh, you know, I'm working on this little situation out here. And, and some of the problem is family. And, and they, they don't. But, oh, God, help us uh, somehow to get them to realize. If you, you've got to love one another and care about one another. And, you know, and you know what? I probably the real problem is, is what's going to be left behind that I can obtain and just be given to me. And I'm willing to sacrifice my loved ones and friends and neighbors that I can obtain some material things in this world. But it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so same way with here. He says. Watch him. Both to will and to do my good pleasures. Do all things without mumblings and disputings. You know, he's simply telling us without fault finding, without grumbling, without questioning or doubting a man among yourself. That he may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom he shine as lights in the world. Huh. Folks, powerful witness you and I've got in this community. Is whenever they come here or see us out on these streets, on our jobs. That they see the real love of God toward one another. They don't hear it, no, nothing's negative. They don't hear you in conversation running another one down. Where's it going good, ain't it? I'm going to shove it out of the chairs of nothing else. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, this is how the enemy works. This is how we give leverage to him. This is how we load up his gun. It's when we and I as separate families. But I'm going to tell you something. When we came in this, we all took on one name. Ephesians, that fourth chapter. That you find that term unity in. Is the same chapter you find. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. It's the same chapter. Amen. That you find the instructions that we hold so dear to our hearts. Amen. About this one God message. And because of this experience we've had in God and in the Holy Ghost. I'm willing to make whatever sacrifice that I can. To stay right with my brother. Paul went as far, amen, he says, man, I've been delivered. I've been set free. I can walk up into them old tents, amen, where they've offered them idols. I'd shove it back, man, I can feel up. I know there's no other gods. It'll bother me a bit. But he said, I've got a brother over here, amen. He's got some problems with his conscience, and he's got some problems with some of that. And that right there caused him to trip up, caused him to fall out, fall out with God. He said, for my brother's sake... For unity's sake, for the gospel's sake, for his name's sake, I just won't eat no meats. I'll make that sacrifice. I'll make that commitment for my brother's sake because I want him to make it. And if that's what I got to do to help him, then that's what I'm going to do. Goes on, he talks about that. Hebrews 12 and 14, we love this particular verse. Bible says, follow peace with all men. Follow actually means to strive, to live 
to, to live, to pursue it. Psalms 34 and 14 says, depart from evil, do good, seek peace and pursue it. These are good, good doctrines, good uh, terms that you and I can practice on a regular basis in our homes. We can practice it right here in this local assembly. That any time that we may get involved in something, we need to pursue the peace and to mend it, to solve it, to get it behind us and get it under the blood. If there's an issue that may come up, if there's issues, then we need to deal with them. And, and the best way to do, amen, to make sure that we want to pursue that with peace. Amen. Genesis 13, 7 says, There was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. Now watch this next statement. And I just came, and I'm not trying to just pull something out, but I'm going to tell you something. I believe there's something here. And the Canaanites and the Persians dwelt in the land as the next statement's made. Now watch this. They was fussing and fighting, and all of a sudden, here comes these Hebrews. Abraham and his lot. They're watching them saying, you know what? They fuss and fight just like we do. They run one another down, try to beat up one another. They don't care nothing about that other man's sheep. They don't care if they starve to death or not. Well, I feel like it's just... But it's the truth. Watch this. As I said in the world, I come into the church and all I've got to hear him. Especially, not, you won't hear it here. But you can get on Facebook. That went over good too. Because <laughs> we're prone to say things and do things if, if, if we're in a certain place in a little group. You know what devours a church? Eating one another up. It's kind of like eating an elephant. One bite at a time. I'm telling you folks. We've got to get a watchman at this thing right here. And a bridle on it. There's times that we can be absolutely right. But our motive and spirit is wrong. I want a fork when I eat. But you take that same fork. Kill me with it. The Bible says this is a sword. You take that sword and with love and kindness, long suffering, caring for one another, and cut away everything that's going to keep us from making it. Or you can take it and just done deal. Unity. It's nothing, nothing, nothing with greater pleasure than for that anointing to flow. It's got to flow, making its way. Psalms 120 My soul hath longed, dwelt with him that hated peace. Hey, I'm going to cover a little area here. Watch this now. I told you I was. We're living in a world. Church, I'd love to tell you that what is going on doesn't affect you. Okay, I'd love to tell you that. But you know I'd be lying to you. Hmm? Brother Barry didn't mention it tonight a little bit about not letting all that affect us. We come here to praise and worship him. <laughs> if you're following all this political stuff, you listen to all the, the 
got to wear a mask, don't wear a mask, and all this fussing and fighting, and who's going to do this and that or the other, and those spirits can get a hold of us. Those attitudes can get a hold of us. I'd love to tell you that, you know, you can just, you know, you can just kind of, you know, take it out of your pocket and leave it at home. That doesn't happen. You bring it to the house of God because once it connects, you bring it to the house of God. If you're not careful, it won't affect you just, but it affects you with your brother and your sister. Folks, have I ever failed anything in the Holy Ghost? I believe we've got an answer tonight. You know what needs to be our prayer from this night forward? God, you unify this body of believers. You bind us together. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. No one's exempt. If you claim to be a part of this church, you claim to have the Holy Ghost and be a follower of Jesus Christ, you and I have a requirement to keep, I'm fixing to show you in scripture, amen, to keep unity at whatever cost. I'm not talking about forsaking truth. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about whatever cost, at whatever you and I can lay down, what you and I can do to keep it for the unity's sake, that the spirit and the anointing may flow. The power and love of God may demonstrate and manifest itself. The power of the Holy Ghost, even on a Wednesday night like this, we can have miracles and wonders, signs, and children born. Hey, I'm going to try to hurry. I know if I don't, I'm going to run out of time here. So I'm going to try to. But let me, let, me, let me address this just a little bit, okay? Watch this. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hated peace. I believe this is David's writings. He's talking about Saul. And as much as David wanted peace, he never took it on himself. He never forced his hand to take the kingship. Even when times he was placed in his hand, he would not, by violence, take it. He would not do it. You take that for what it's worth, but it's there. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Now watch there. David said, when I approached him, he said, hey, I was for peace and words. That, but they would take my words of peace and twist and distort them and make war out of them. You can go to Jonathan, verse 20. You know the story well. If you don't mind, I'll bypass that just for time's sake. Psalms 57 and 4 says, my soul is among lions. I lie even among them that are set on fire. Even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongues as sharp as a sword. Man, to, to cut, to belittle, to tear down, to criticize. I'm telling you, we're living in a world that's full of criticism. The spirit of criticism has attacked the United States. And it's, it's, it's got its hope now. And it's tearing us down little by little. They all say, you know, I want to be this, an American, God. But the first chance they get, they shoot that brother full in the world that we're living in. But that's where we at. We're in a place as above, as among the lions. Amen. And, and they're set on fire. They're burning. Ezekiel found himself. Listen to what he says. Thy son of man, this is the Lord saying, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words. Though, though briars and thorns be with thee, thou doest well among scorpions. 
Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks. Though they be a rebellious house. That's, that's who he had to deal with. Watch this. If you go back and read all that. You know what he's telling the prophet? He said, I'm sending you. He says, they're not going to hear it. They're not going to listen to it. They're not going to obey it. He said, but I'm sending you. Now, he had to deal with that. He had to deal with that time and that moment. I'll tell you something, folks. We're dealing with some spirits tonight. In our, in, and it's in our community. We're dealing with some spirits. We're dealing with some times. If we're not prayed up, if we're not walking the Holy Ghost, we won't handle it right. We won't respond to it right. And it can affect. And watch this. It won't stay out there. That's where I got the problem. It won't stay out there. It's coming. It's coming in here. You can't live a life out there and then live another one in here. You can't do it. You can't love them up and hug them up in here in front of everybody. And then chew them up and spit them out. Out here. God sees it all. The Bible says he sees the good and the evil. He sees it all. So, Matthew talks about it. And I mentioned this Sunday morning. He's going to do what? Send us as what? Sheave among woods. And now watch this. What is the real key of that? What's the next statement he says? Be as wise as serpent and harmless as doves. Or if it's ever been a time that you and I need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. It's now. Making sure we keep our perspectives and keeping our, our lives really focused on the main thing. And that's Jesus Christ, the coming of the Lord, and building his kingdom. Not America. I pray for America. I want America to be a great. But the only way America will be great is she humbles herself and repents and turns back to God. The only chance she's ever going to do that is for you and I to represent him. In a way. That it will convict their hearts and realize that, you know what? We got to repent. There's a better life. He sung it Sunday night. There's a better life. That's what you and I have got to show to him. It'll reach a point if you drop down about three more verses in the 21st verse. He says, and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father to the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And he shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. Folks, we're there. We're there. He that endures the end and all of this turmoil and all this fussing and fighting. Amen. Now we're beginning to realize just how precious and how good it is for brothers to be united together and joined together in worship and prayer and magnifying the Lord. And exalting his name. That's the reason it's so important. When we come to those prayer rooms. And we pray and lift up our voice. And get in tune the Holy Ghost. And walk in there. Because we want to create an atmosphere. That the hand of God. The power of God. The spirit of God can be poured out. Because we all need it. We can't have it. We can't make it without it. Titus writings. Paul's writings to Tim. A young pastor. Notice what he says. He says. I want you to put these things in their mind. He says. Speak evil of no man. Be no brawler. But gentle. Showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful, hating one another. But after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I think, you know what, the best thing that happened in the church is renewing of the Holy Ghost. 
brand new renewing of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to try to hurry. I know my time's up. Romans, uh, I just want to bring a few verses out to you. Romans 12 and 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. If it is possible, be possible, as much as lieth in you. Okay, now watch this. We've got to be careful of that. What lies in us? According to the power that worketh in us. What power worketh in us? What kingdom are we of? We have the Holy Ghost. I didn't expect you to jump up and run, but I, a few nods or something would have, you know. Praise God. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace. Same writing, Romans 14 and 19. So let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things with one may edify another. This is what we encourage to do. This is how we encourage to live. Amen. Ephesians 4 and 3 says, now watch this. This is one of the places. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit capitalized. The spirit there is not man's spirit. It's God's. The Holy Ghost. To keep the unity of the spirit Keep the bondmanship of the operation of the Holy Ghost. Watch him. Endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in what? In the bonds of peace. You know what? Endeavoring really means to be eager and strive earnestly. Amen. And then it goes on when it talks about it. Keep, that means to guard. Amen. To keep it. You've got to guard it. You've got to protect it. That's the reason you and I, amen, we need to be careful what we say. We need to be careful what we let our minds to even imagine. Watch this. The enemy will love to, for love, watch this. You know, you can be over here doing something and you can look all across the congregation over there. And they over there. I don't talking about me. They don't like me now. You know what's a good sign that there's could probably be some problems? It's when you're greeting people, looking at them all of a sudden, and they just think always. That's a dead giveaway that there's spiritually something wrong. You can't go up and greet your brother and sister with a holy kiss. <laughs> Say, mine won't be holy. <laughs> I'm glad there's some things we don't have to do literally. But I do believe there is some emphasis there and some, some spirit and some attitude. And I asked you the other day, how many here, you know, won't see anybody in here to go to hell? None of us. So that means I'm responsible for my actions and deeds and words that I don't offend them to cause them to come and lose it. That's, 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 that's where you put now words to action. There's a difference. Because none of us really want anybody in here to go to hell. But think about that the next time whenever the enemy in the old flesh and carnality wants to get the best of it. And you want to... Think about it. Paul's writing to Timothy. Again, young pastor. He tells him to flee also youthful lust. But watch this. But follow righteousness. Follow means to go or to come after. To follow righteousness. Faith. Charity. Peace. 
with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. James put it this way. But the wisdom that is from above is first, what? Pure, then peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is shown in peace of them that make peace. Even in all of our witnessing everything, it's all about sowing it in peace and making peace. We don't do it in an attitude and a spirit of a know-it-all. We don't do it in an attitude and a spirit, you know, trying to impress people what we know. We're trying to bring them in fellowship, relationship with God, into the true peace. You can stand. Apostle Peter in 3 and 11 taught us, he said, let him seek peace. I know you're thinking, well, he didn't. But I, I think if you'll pray about this a little bit with me and join with me, um, there's nothing more pleasant. There's nothing that's better. Amen. Because watch this. We talked about, amen, the anointment, but also the dew. Dew that would come and settle. Have you ever noticed the dew would cover everything? That's God's heartbeat and will to come in here and touch every soul that's in this house. Every life. But if we're not careful, we can grieve or quench the spirit from from working. From operating. I hope I said something tonight. I know it's, it's not really been encouraging. Maybe. But, uh, but I think it's something that we can take to heart. Something we can take and put in our minds and our spirit. I wonder what would happen to our nation. And our families. If somehow we could really unify together. Join together. Bind together. What if somehow they could, those that maybe got divisions and separations, they could work that thing out now? Bonding, uniting, joining. The devil's doing everything he can to cause divisions in so many different avenues and ways. And if God will help us, we don't want that to happen to this local assembly. But we want to be unified in such a way. 2020 has been rough. But who knows what 2021 is going to bring us. And we'll tell you something. Troubled times will do one or two things. It'll divide us. It'll pull us together. It'll unite us together. It caused such a bondmanship. One writer called it that. It's like the glue that holds us. It's like the mortar that holds the bricks together. Unity. God unite us together. One purpose, one call. And that's the service of Jesus Christ. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. It's so good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord. And to be a part of this service with us tonight. I pray and hope that something's been said to uh, uh, help you.
And he come to beat up nobody. He come to cast nobody down. But I'm telling you. The Bible says every idle word. I really believe we need to be careful. I really do. I think there's some things going on under the surface. But it's not going to stay there. It's going to surface. If we don't change our ways. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.